the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thinking about health care these days? Well, you're not alone. And it seems that getting real information about the state of our medical system is tough to come by. That's why you've come to the right place with Dr. Bill, your radio MD. He's got the answers because he's a doctor. I said he's a doctor and he wants to hear from you right now. 877-969-8600. This is AM860, The Answer. And now, it's time for Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Good morning, Tim Bay. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, and I'm on 860 The Answer. We've got a new call name here, I guess, folks. It used to be WGUL. I think you can still get to the website on 860WGUL.com, but here forward I'm supposed to say 860 The Answer, which means you have a question. And I have many questions. And since I am in charge of the show, I get to ask my questions, and you get to answer them. So today, I want to talk about the Suncoast Parkway. Now, you may say this is a regional matter for those people who live outside of the Tampa Bay area, on the other side of the state, or in other parts of the United States or Canada. But at 100 million visitors to Florida a year, that's 100 million. That's five times our population. At 100 million, most of the United States and Canada will be interested in knowing the state of our roadways here, in particular our toll roads. And the Suncoast Parkway is one of those roads. And the reason that I'm interested in this is twofold. One, the wife and I have some investment property in Citrus County, which is the next county that this toll road is to be uh, finished through. It stops right at the Hernando uh, Citrus County line now. And number two, it's been in the news recently. I heard some blurbs on uh, Bay News 9, our local station, Bright House station. And so I decided to take a look at this. And, you know, this can be really universally applied to any toll road system in any part of the United States or Canada. But it's it's a fascinating study, and I was really quite amazed and surprised at what I learned. And, and I'll share some of this with you. By the way, I do my shows on one theme, and I ask a couple of questions during the show. And if you call and answer, the first couple of people who answer will get a gift certificate for dinner to one of my wife's restaurants that she likes. They're usually chain restaurants. So I'll go ahead and ask you the first question, and anybody who calls and gives me an answer, you get a gift certificate. How many miles of toll roads are there in Florida? How many miles miles of toll roads exist in Florida? That's not interstate. That's the Turnpike and the Suncoast Parkway and all these different roads that the state has built and has continued to fund through tolls, as well as leasing out uh, space to vendors at uh, stops along the roads and advertising that they sell that uh, different advertisers can 
put up on the on the big what do you call it the the big thing that goes across the interstate now or across the toll roads and reads your sun pass or snaps a picture of your license plate and sends you a bill i guess they're they're replacing the the toll gates or the toll stands the toll booths it's all automatic now so i don't know what you call those bars but we'll figure it out well how many miles of toll roads are there in florida i'm at 8132891860 that's 8132891860 and 8779698600 that's 8779698600 8600 if you're outside of the Tampa Bay toll area or a calling area I should say got tolls and calls mixed up here and again I'm on the internet at 860wgul.com I am your international Dr. Bill so what is the Suncoast Parkway it was a project uh, of roadway that began in Tampa North Tampa and it was initially in two phases, the Veterans Expressway and then the Suncoast Parkway, which was finished up to the Citrus County line. Hernando and Citrus County are neighbors, and it goes right up to that border there. Construction of this began in 1998, and it was $507 for the parkway portion of it. And I think it was like 42 miles of quarter. Uh, so if you round that out to 50 miles roughly and divide that into 507 million, I think you get about uh, 10 million per mile. So these are costly projects, and they require a good traffic flow to be able to collect enough tolls and to sell enough advertising and to have rest stops and sell or lease area to areas to vendors uh, for food and gasoline, et cetera. So they're pretty expensive. And these uh, are generally done with a lot of forethought and a lot of planning by the state as well as investigation into the financial feasibility of it. Will there be enough traffic to support the road? Will there be enough money generated from the the toll highways to pay off the bonds? Uh, The bonds, as you guys know, are essentially loans from private individuals or private corporations or uh, investment companies, retirement plans. They're a loan from these people to the state with a promise of a certain amount of interest to be paid annually. Two to three percent right now would be a good rate. And then at the end of 10 years, if it's a 10-year bond or 20 years, if it's a 20-year bond, those initial or that initial investment that you put in, say, $10,000, will be paid back to you. So you'll get interest for 10 or 20 years, and then you get your $10,000 back. And these are excellent bonds. If they're sold by a government entity, they're called municipal bonds in a a broad category, broad sense, because cities also float out these bonds. Now, are bonds a good investment? Well, it depends. You have to look at the rating on these things. And our bonds for our toll roads in Florida are AA rated by more than one company, Moody's and a few other people. And that's a good rating for a municipal bond. And they haven't missed any payments as far as I know. The Florida uh, highways have not defaulted and have not gotten into any financial trouble. 
and the Suncoast Parkway is part of this system. And the purpose of this is to, or was to, and is to still build an interstate-like corridor from North Tampa up through Citrus County. Now, the, the state would like to see this uh, taken into a third step or a third phase, which is to connect this road, the Suncoast Parkway, up near Crystal River, which is a big tourist area, back to Interstate 75 to the east. The purpose being to decongest I-75 and also to help the Port of Tampa move goods out through the state and up through the uh, through the nation. So the state is interested in this, and the feasibility studies they did back in the 1990s showed that it would be of value. Then we had the the big slump in 2003, four, five, six, seven, whenever it was. I can't even remember anymore. But we had the big recession. So everything got put on the back burner. But last spring, a group of of, uh, delegates from Citrus County met with the state folks and expressed their desire to get this thing moving again. And the state is very interested in this because of the potential to hook this road back into I-75. And you say, well, what's the purpose of building all these stupid roads? Well, if you look at any successful enterprise or empire, or nation, it, it's going to have a system of transportation. It has to, because you have to move people back and forth and goods, uh, military movements, uh, you've got civilian traffic, got all kinds of things that require these arteries for us to move around. And part of what has made us great as a nation is the ability to go from state to state unfettered and to do this largely by interstate although air traffic is taking away a good portion of the what would have been road traffic. Nevertheless, we still have a lot of interstate travel as well as intrastate. And when you have a, an economy like ours in Florida that's based on tourism, then you're even in a bigger under a bigger pressure or a larger need to create a system where people can get around. People want to go to... Disneyland or Disney World, and then they want to come to the then they want to come to the uh, to the St. Petersburg Clearwater area for the beaches, and uh, you know there's a whole lot of things to do. We have some beautiful state parks. Uh, we have a lot of bike trails for bicycling, hiking, and so it is important. And we do want to see these roadways built, not only for the people in the local jurisdictions, but for the whole state. And then you say, well, who does this anyway? Does the state do this, or is this private enterprise, or how does this work? Who actually builds these roads and manages them? Well, there's a, an entity called the Florida Turnpike Enterprise, Florida Turnpike Enterprise, FTE, and I'll be using Florida Turnpike, Turnpike Enterprise and the Turnpike uh, interchangeably. And this is a business unit of the Florida Department of Transportation. And it's set up as a nonprofit entity. And its sole purpose is to build and maintain these roadways and bridges and make sure that it's profitable. So they employ private sector business practices to operate the 600-mile system of limited access toll highways for the benefit of Florida's traveling public and tourists. And it's a really wonderful system, and we use it 
we've used it in multiple areas. And as a kid, we even used the turnpike, the Florida turnpike, when we'd come with our family down to Florida. This was initially intended to be uh, an adjunct to the interstate system to carry people all the way down to the Miami area, which is boom, by the way. And there's a number of roads that are involved in this. And if you're from outside of the area, you're not going to know them, but you will know them if you travel through the state, even if you're not a resident of the state. Florida's Turnpike, Homestead Extension, the Sawgrass, the Beach Line, the Western, the Suncoast Veterans, and the Polk. Then there's Alligator Alley, which is I-75 cutting across the state, the Beach Line East, the Pinellas Bayway, for those of us who live in the Tampa Bay, area, Tampa Bay area, we know about the Pinellas Bayway. And this is operated and maintained by uh, the Florida Turnpike Enterprise. And also our iconic bridge, the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, and a number of other bridges. And you may say, well, how important is this to our our state and our growth and our income and our image and all the other things that are important to Floridians. Well, in 1950, Florida population was about 2.7 million, and today we're over 20 million. So if you say 21 million and 3 million, that's about seven times the size we were in population in 1950s compared to 2015. Now, the United States during my lifetime has doubled. I was born in 49, so we went from about 150 million to over 300 million. Well, you can see the dramatic growth that Florida has had way out of proportion to the rest of the country. And it's in part because of the excellent road system that we have and our commitment to that and our ability and willingness to make the investments that are necessary and to pay the tolls and to use the roadway that has been built by the state. And I think it's a wonderful thing, and it's made life a lot easier and a lot more fun for a lot of people from, from all over the world. And as I said, uh, a group of people from the Citrus County Board uh, went up to the state last spring to talk with Bob Romick, who's the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Planning for DOT, and he expressed his enthusiasm and, and also reassured that the project will be built as long as it's con going to be financially uh, profitable and can carry itself. And there's a number of items or, or goals that have to be met by these entities, by the interstate or the intrastate toll roads that the state looks at for feasibility studies if you're going to build the darn thing. And it's really very practical, and it does require some actual uh, mathematics and statistics and looking at uh, these numbers to see what the feasibility is. What will the ridership be? Will there be enough tolls to pay for the road? Not only to pay for the road, but to pay the bondholders' interest to pay the bondholders principal once those bonds mature, once those loans uh, come to maturity and have to be paid back by the state. Uh, will it carry itself in terms of repair? 
or uh, installation of new technology like the uh, the big bars we have, and I can't remember what we call those, Chris, uh, but they're they're the actually they're the tolls, and they pick up your license, or if you have one of those little uh, boxes you put on your windshield, the sun pass boxes, then it will sense that and uh, will deduct money from your sun pass account. So these are are a number of factors that have to be looked at, and a number of entities that have to be uh, dealt with, including the state and the local jurisdictions. The state has to be able to pay for it. And it's, it's quite, uh, quite a process. Some of the things that they have to look at include uh, the projected usage, because they need to know how much toll money they're going to collect. Uh, they have to be able to deal with the local jurisdiction. If you don't want the road, they're not going to put it through your county. Of course, Citrus County really wants the road. Uh, basically, they're pushing as hard as they can for the road. It also has to be easy on the ecosystem. Uh, there has to be uh, plans laid in for the systems to blend in with the local ecosystem and uh, not restrict, uh, say, animals that use that path uh, from crossing and going on about their business on the other side of the road, and that's important. We have wildlife, deer, bear, occasional cougars that uh, do cross these areas. And, of course, it has to be financially feasible, not only in terms of return on your money, but what what are you going to pay for the land that you're going to um, purchase and what will the return on your investment be over time? So let's say you build another 25 or 30 miles through Citrus County, and it was $10 million a mile uh, several years ago, so maybe it's gone up to 12 or $15 million. So if you're doing 20 miles at $15 million, that's uh, $300 million, if I'm multiplying correctly, and that's a lot of cash. So you're going to have to float bonds the state doesn't have those kinds of funds. Uh, you're going to have to sell bonds in the bond market through bond dealers, and that's going to cost you some money because the bond dealers get a cut. Then you're going to have to pay interest on those bonds. There's also the uh, annual maintenance of these road systems, and if they become heavily traveled, like the Veterans Expressway in North Tampa, which is operated by uh, the Florida Turnpike Enterprise, then you're going to have to be able to widen it uh, to put in new technology, and a lot of the toll booths are gone around the state because of the new technology where your license plate can be read and you can be billed for your toll without a fine. However, there is a $2.50 per month fee uh, if you don't have your little SunPass box and you just use your license plate. It's a little bit more expensive. Now, if you're an infrequent user, of the toll roads, then it's not worth uh, putting 50 to 100 bucks into one of those little SunPass boxes. And this is pretty cool, too. They actually sell those SunPass boxes uh, in vending machines at the different stops around the state, the rest areas. And I didn't know that. Uh, that, that to me, is, is pretty darn neat. I like that. That is a good way to do things. It's to use the current technology 
and to look into the future, and we should pride ourselves as Floridians on our ability and willingness to do this. That, that, that to me, I mean, you know, you go in and put your, your dollar bill in and get your SunPass box out and, uh, and get on your computer and add money to it weekly, monthly, whatever. That's the cheapest way to go. And we also have to determine how much we're going to generate per mile, what the usage will be, as I said before, and also the impact on the ecosystem. And the state also looks at the feasibility of placing trails next to these interstates or intrastate uh, toll roads so that you can ride your bicycle or hike up along the same roadways safely. And the Sun Coast has one of the longest trails that starts in uh, North Hillsborough County and I believe goes all the way up to Hernando County, which is pretty cool. I mean, if you like to bicycle, you'll have an alternate route for doing so, and you'll be off of the main roads and out of traffic. And this also serves for safety as well as giving people in the local areas uh, a way to commute. And I think that this is one of the most important things that we can do as we grow as a state and build new interstate or intrastate roads is to provide bicycling lanes and trails that are not only uh, along with these toll roads, but also often to the local jurisdictions and see this grow and put money into this and make it something that we can use and get our weight down and stay healthier and I just love that. I mean, it's it's really beautiful. For me, it's it's a marvelous thing. We went and rode the uh, the Florida Nature Trail, I believe it was, uh, over Thanksgiving, and that was really a great thing. That's north of Chiefland, if you know Florida, and it's uh, three legs: one going to Chiefland, one going to a couple other cities in the area, Old Town, and uh, Old Town is at the center of it. And then we went to two other cities, small cities, that were one was east and one was west. And it's about 35 miles of trail total. So we were able to do that amount in, in three days, one leg each way. It's really beautiful, a lot of fun. And so this is important also to the health and welfare of our, of our state as well as to the health and welfare of the nation because we've got a lot of people coming down here and visiting us. Now, this entity, the Florida Turnpike Enterprise that was set up, has the charge of not only building and maintaining these roads, but of increasing the tolls, and this is by Florida statutes, to adjust for inflation. And so they have done that, which has helped keep up and make the bond payments. They also have the charge of keeping their operating expenses down. So for their executive directors and their uh, contract people that work and get bids and the secretaries and all the other things that go into running a business of this size, they've kept their overhead down to about 19 to 20%, which is tremendous. That is really good. That's about what the uh, federal government under Obama has pushed for for the operating expenses of insurance companies. 15 to 20 percent, depending upon the entity and who they're uh, catering to. 
So you think about that, a business that has a 20% overhead, and there's not many businesses that can do that, has something to brag about. And the, the return on the money has been good, and they've been able to make their bond payments. And a lot of times the bonds that, that are floated out will be covered just barely by what the entity or the business or the city or the municipality or the corporation makes to pay those bonds, whereas with our bonds on these interstates, interstates, uh, they're paying, or let me put it this way, the income is two to two and a half times what the bond payments are per year. And that's really unbelievable. I mean, you know, you think about it, a state-owned and state-organized entity that is making money, is keeping their overhead low, is building more and more roadways, and is able to maintain all of that, and also to pick up other projects like building the bridges that we have in the Tampa Bay area, uh, enlarging them, putting them higher, uh, widening the roadways for the toll areas. Good thing. It's a good thing. I'm glad I'm a Floridian. I'm glad I'm here. And I looked at the uh, financial stability of all the states and who was deeply in debt and who wasn't. And you'll be happy to know that we're number seven in terms of not being in debt. So the big debtor states are like Michigan and California, Illinois, all the states that have large democratic bases, large social welfare systems. And, you know, some of these guys even cheat at these state levels, and they'll they'll make their numbers look less than they are, their debt less than it is, uh, by, by saying that they're investing their money for the state pension funds for teachers and government employees and that they're getting or they're anticipating eight to eight and a half percent return on the money. Good luck with that in this climate. And it's just a way of uh, phoning and, and doping up their numbers so that they look like they're financially stable. You say, well, what's the difference if they're financially stable or not? Well, when you go to sell bonds, for projects within your state or your jurisdiction or your city, people are going to say, how strong are these bonds? What's the entity behind them? Are they financially solvent? Are they going to make my interest payments? Uh, will I get my principal back? And, of course, nothing's certain in life, but uh, you, you would like to know whether they're a AA or AAA or a B or a C bond. And if it's a cheap bond, one that's really not uh, – financially solid, then you're going to be taking a bigger risk and you're going to want uh, a bigger interest payment. So then the states like California and Illinois will have to pay more interest to get people to lend them money because it's riskier. Whereas in Florida, we've managed our money so well that our bonds are solid and we don't have to pay as high an interest rate, which makes it easier to pay for all these roads and get the things done we want. So it's a good thing. And you've got to hand it to the Republicans in the State House and the governor that we came through the recession in the black. We didn't have any red ink. And we have money, excess money, in the Treasury of the state. It's not a, a whole lot, but, you know, something's better than nothing. We're not in debt. And I think it's in part because of the vision of the state to set up entities like the Florida Turnpike Enterprise 
and give these folks a business model to follow and give them some uh, some instructions and guidelines to follow and make sure that what we do is going to pay for itself and it's financially viable. And that's so important. I mean, we don't even stop and think about this when we go through a toll booth. We know in, our, in the back of our mind that we're paying for the road over a period of time, but the larger implications are truly stunning. And, uh, you know, I, I was just shocked, and Chris and I were talking about this before the show, that we have 100 million visitors to the state a year. We've got over 3 million Canadians down here a year, 3 to 3.5 million. That's 10% of their population. That's a lot of people from one country, 10%. And we have a huge percentage of the United States that visits Florida every year and uses our roadways. Most people get here by roadway. They travel on interstates and interstates to come to the state and enjoy what we have. And i got to tell you, these bicycle trails that they're putting alongside of the toll roads are a godsend. And they go through some beautiful areas, some of the uh, state forest and uh, the springs and the beautiful water system that we have within the state because of the uh, aquifer way down that bubbles up and gives us our springs and our rivers. Get to go see the manatees and hang out in nice warm waters in the winter. You can go snorkel with them. You're not supposed to molest them or touch them, so keep your hands off of them. And you can enjoy boat rides down these riverways and see all kinds of wildlife that is unique to Florida. And all this because of the planning and the implementation of these wonderful roadway systems that we have. Well, I'm going to take a couple of minutes break here, folks, and you guys go top off your coffee, change your diapers, whatever you need to do. This is Dr. Bill. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Tens of thousands of people have crammed into a Paris square to honor the 17 people killed in three days of bloodshed while leaders from dozens of countries have gathered at the French presidential palace in a show of international unity. The White House is looking to highlight domestic and international efforts to prevent extremists and their supporters from radicalizing in the U.S. and elsewhere. A conference is planned next month on efforts to counter violent extremism. A battle between Kurdish fighters and ISIS in northern Iraq has killed 30 members of the Kurdish Peshmerga today. A spokesman in Erbil says the clashes erupted yesterday with the extremists approaching the town of Guir near Mosul. And health authorities in Mozambique say bad beer at a funeral has taken a deadly toll. Fifty-two people have died after drinking 
the contaminated traditional brew. This is SRN News. This radio station has figured out the magic formula. Somehow they know what I want and when I want it. What happened while I slept? I get it with Bennett first thing in the morning. If news breaks any time of the day, I know they'll give it to me straight. How do we get this country back on track? They know a thing or two about that also. It's not often you find a radio station that's passionate about what I care about. Right here in Tampa Bay, there's only one. AM 860, The Answer. True story. A Seattle man went to bed with nearly 300 grand in his bank account. By morning, the money had vanished because of some identity thief. Can you imagine? What if some thief got to your life savings? Look, no one can stop all identity theft, but here's what you do. Arm your bank and retirement accounts with LifeLock Ultimate Plus. Yep, LifeLock's best just got better. LifeLock Ultimate Plus is the most comprehensive identity theft protection available, helping protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, even the equity in your home. How many other ID theft protection services do that? Zero. So why risk it? Get LifeLock Ultimate Plus and sleep easier knowing if a thief goes after your identity or life savings, LifeLock's on it. Visit LifeLock.com now and enter promo code AWARE or call and mention AWARE to save 10% on your life. LifeLock Ultimate Plus membership, 800-838-6010, 800-838-6010, Network does not cover all transactions. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt for the townhall.com weekend journal. In our fast-paced world, it can be tough making sense of the day's breaking news. Get clarity each week from Bennett, Gallagher, Prager, Medved, and me, your host on the townhall.com weekend journal. Learn more at townhallweekendjournal.com. The Town Hall Weekend Journal, tonight at 7 on AM 860, The Answer. Mostly cloudy and warmer today, high 78. It will be overcast and mild tonight with a shower later on, low 66. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a few showers and a thunderstorm, high 79. And Tuesday, mostly cloudy with a few showers, high 78. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Jeremy Pearson for AM860, The Answer. Good morning, everybody. I'm back. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, and we heard a little bit of Rascal Flats there. If you're going my way, I want to ride with you all night long. And I picked that song because I'm talking about Florida's turnpikes and toll roads. Pretty cool thing. I've been louding it and praising it over the past 30 minutes. If you're just joining the show, talking about the cost and how this thing works, and why it's such a successful roadway system and the number of people that use it. And I kept searching for the word for these these new uh, automatic scanners that are uh, taking the place of the toll booths, and they're called all-electronic tolling gantries. It's a gantry. Dang, I forgot that. I forgot what a gantry was. Now remember, now the largest one in the world is the I-4 connector in Tampa, 
and this spans 12 lanes, has 47 readers and antennas, 52 cameras, and 26 laser units. And you say, well, what's that for? Well, they will take the picture, or it will take the picture of your license plate if you don't have a SunPass do flinky that you stick on your windshield. And then they'll bill you monthly for the money you owe for the tolls, plus a $2.50 covering fee, carrying fee. Now, the cheapest uh, way to do this is to buy the or to get the little SunPass boxes, and you can add onto that uh, through the Internet. You can also pay your your monthly uh, fees for the toll-by-plate over the Internet. That's the cheapest ways to use the SunPass. So if you do a lot of traveling around the state and use these roads, or if you plan on being here for several months, as a lot of my Canadian and northern U.S. Uh, patients do, then you might want to look at this and invest in one of these. But it's, that's unbelievable that we have the largest gantry, tolling gantry in the world. And I was talking about how the, the uh, Florida Turnpike Enterprise makes money, uh, the different ways they do. Of course, the tolls are the main part, and it's a huge amount of money that's generated. Uh, in 2014, $800 million, $800 million was generated in toll revenues, and it won't be long before that's a billion dollars a year. That's pretty good. That's pretty good cash. That's a lot of money. And we have about 600 miles of these uh, toll roads, and they cover all parts of the state. Naturally, they're going to go to the areas that have higher population and more rapid growth or higher needs and in terms of industry, we want to be able to move uh, goods around, and a lot of the goods that we have in our lives are moved around by trucks. And all the revenues from the tolls and from the dif- different things that the enterprise does, including selling uh, advertising space, uh, leasing areas for vendors to set up and sell goods on the interstates and the turnpikes. These all generate cash. And, you know, another thing that's being done, and I didn't even think about this, Chris, is they're putting, uh, they're putting the cell phone repeater t- antennas on top of these gantries, which is a good idea because then you can have uh, your cell phone work. There won't be any dead areas. And the, the uh, Verizon and GTE and uh, AT&T and all the other companies that, that sell uh, cell phone services will have better coverage, and, of course, they'll look better. Everybody wins. It's a great, great system. It's a great way to operate, and it also is a great way to have it pay for itself, and that's what we like. You say, well, what are the expenses? Well, you have to renovate. Uh, they took down a lot of the toll booths and put up these toll gantries. That costs money. Occasionally, you have to resurface, repave the roads, widen them, and they're going to widen the Veterans uh, Expressway in North Tampa it's going to add two lanes on each side, so I believe that's four lanes. There'll be an express lane uh, each way, and that's a great thing for the people who commute from Pasco County and northern Hillsborough County down into Tampa and St. Pete. We like that. And we also like the fact that they keep our roads safe, and these are safer to travel on. The interstates are safer. The interstates are limited access highways. There are certainly fewer accidents on these 
on these roadways, although when they happen, they're usually uh, devastating. Somebody usually gets hurt or killed, whereas we have a lot of fender benders in town. A little, little bit different story. Now, you might say, why are we paying so much in tolls? I think it's 6.8 cents per mile for the SunPass customers. You're going to pay a little bit more if you go with the toll by plate. So 6.8% actually is in the mid-range when compared nationally to other toll roads in other states. And it's certainly more than New York State, which is 4.5 cents, but New York's in debt too, and we're not. And we're paying for our, our system. I don't know how they're doing, but we certainly know how we're doing, and we're doing good. And we want to keep it that way. We don't want to back down. The uh, state has also given the Turnpike Enterprise the charge that they have to increase their tolls to reflect inflation. So if over a two-year period inflation rate is 1%, uh, then you have to go up one and a half or 2% on the toll in order to keep up with inflation. It's fine with me. I don't have a problem with that. And I like the fact that this is a user tax and not a graduated progressive tax. So it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. If you're going to use this, you've got to pay the same amount. And if you don't want to pay the amount, then don't use the road. And that's fine with me. I like that. You know, I think it's important that we get back to the idea that we pay for what we use and we pay as we go. And it should be that way in almost every aspect of our lives, although it's not, as we know. Uh, the welfare state has grown tremendously. But that's another time. That's another show. So how do they make a decision where to put an interchange or build a new toll highway? Well, this is also governed by the statutes of our state the laws and the bond covenants. You have to meet certain regulations and rules to be able to float out a municipal bond or a bond that's on behalf of a, a government entity like the Florida uh, Trans uh, Turnpike Enterprise. And of course, the rules vary a little bit by project, but in general, they have to meet transportation needs. They have to be locally supported. So Citrus County, for the extension of the Suncoast Parkway through the county, has to say, yes, we want it, which they have said repeatedly. And environmentally suitable. We don't want to hurt the little animals. We don't want to take away their homes. So we have to have, have it be friendly and blend in, which most of these are doing a good job of. Has to be economically feasible. Has to pay for itself. And so the transportation need is evaluated and also the projections for future growth. A lot of the growth in Citrus County stopped with the recession, but hopefully it will pick back up. Also, the, the Duke Energy canceled the rehabilitation of Crystal River nuclear plant and has put on hold the plant, uh, the uh, electric plant that they had planned on putting in Levy County under Progress Energy, so that's hurt Citrus County as well. A lot of people who had uh, gone up there and purchased land or bought a home or a business are now looking at selling their real estate or their businesses for one-half to one-third of what they paid for it. And that's a, that's, a big, uh, that's a big nut that's tough to crack, and it's hard on, on people who 
have put their whole life savings or put their retirement into uh, an area like Citrus County and then end up essentially being stuck because they can't get out of it what they have in it. But the local support is there, and that's important to the state. And this, the uh, Florida Trans, uh, Turnpike Enterprise has never built an interchange or a road that was not approved by locals. The environmental impact has been minimized by these guys, as I've said. And to pass the economic feasibility, the roadway must pay 50% of the bond indebtedness. How does that work? Well, let's say that you float out a $100 million bond. You have to be able to pay back 50% of that by the 12th year. Why? Because these may be 12-year bonds, and you may sell some 20-year bonds and all of it has to be paid off by the 22nd year of operations so that all the bonds that were floated out, the loans that people made to the uh, Florida Turnpike Enterprise to fund these roads is paid off within 22 years. You also have to be able to pay the interest every year as you go along. So these tests have to be, uh, have to be passed, and once you do that, then the state will go ahead and start to float out the bonds and build the roads Actually, the Turnpike Enterprise will do it, but the legislature will give the approval. And so the repair and maintenance and keeping these up is met by us. And our operations and maintenance costs are the lowest in the nation at a little under 20%, as I said earlier. So that's pretty cool. 80% of this is profit and goes back into paying the bonds and or keeping up the roadways and or putting in more of those gantries that are replacing the toll booths or putting in new interchanges as areas grow. And we know that this happens, and this is a good thing. We see a lot of it in Florida because of the tremendous growth that we have sustained, and, 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 and we're thankful for that, too. We're now the third largest population state. You might not have known that, but we surpassed New York. We're bigger than New York State in population. And we've grown faster than almost any other state in the Union since the 1950s. So the operating expenses are low. The roadways are excellent. And I've heard truck drivers say that it takes Florida forever to build a road. But once they build it, they're really good roads. And they last a long time. You know, $10 million a mile or $15 million a mile, that's a lot of money. You say, well, where does it all go? Well, first you have to do all the impact studies. You have to survey it. You have to get everybody on board. You have to sell the bonds for these things. Then secondly, you have to lay the road. And you can't just come in with, uh, with the machinery and level out an area and put some asphalt or concrete over it. You have to build the road bed because it's going to receive a lot of, of weight over time. Uh, you have to be able to make sure that the substrate is solid, that it drains, that it will stay intact. Then you have to be able to pave on top of that. It has to be reinforced, and generally you'll pave two layers. One will be the, the base of the top, and the other will be the, the top that will need to be uh, patched or repaired or replaced uh, over certain periods of time. So there's a lot to these roads. There's a lot of thought and, and engineering and uh, planning that goes into these. And you say, well, really, Doc, how many miles 
do people travel on our turnpikes? Is it really that big of a deal? Last year, they traveled 8.2 billion, billion vehicle miles on the turnpike system at an average of 9.7 cents per vehicle mile during fiscal year 2014. So about a dime per vehicle mile traveled. Of course, that's not uh, what you pay as a passenger with a, a passenger car. The trucks pay a lot more because they have more axles and more weight. And that's how it should be. And then it's reflected indirectly in what we pay for the goods that the truckers bring to our area, whether it's to our grocery stores or Walmart or uh, our small businesses, uh, bicycle shops, whatever it is, that's reflected in the cost of the goods. So there's significant usage of our intrastate uh, toll roads, unbelievably huge amount of miles traveled. And so these roads have to be built to last, to be able to take the, the abuse that they receive from billions of vehicle miles a year, uh, some trucks, which are extremely heavy compared to cars, and this all takes its, uh, takes its toll, if I may use that word, on the, on the roads. So by keeping operating expenses low, by continuing to keep the roadways up and to add to them to go with new technology like the uh, toll gantries instead of the toll booths, which is obviously going to speed up traffic as well because you don't have to stop and pay a toll. All these things that Florida is doing is really bringing a, a good return on our investment, and we need to get behind these roads. And so we need to push for the, the Suncoast Parkway to be finished and have that be tied back into I-75 in the northern part of Citrus County or actually through the northern part of Citrus County. I think the interstate goes through or near Ocala, which is a county or two over. So tie it all back together, and it will help the Port of Tampa as well. It'll give another route, another corridor for goods to be moved up through, and it'll decongest I-75. And it, it's just an all-around a winner. So we want to see that happen, and we want to tell the governor, hey, governor, Yoo-hoo, Governor, it's me, Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Hey, Statehouse people, legislators, let's get that road finished through Citrus County. Dr. Bill needs that road. Dr. Bill invested up there. A lot of people did. And a lot of people want to go up there and live. By the way, this is a great time if you're looking for a second home or a retirement home and you don't have a pressing need to be on the water. Beautiful, beautiful county, Citrus a lot of springs, uh, a lot of wildlife, uh, a lot of uh, forest land still, and it's just just a wonderful place. Some of the guys in the lunchroom uh, have bought uh, second homes up in Citrus, and they go up to one of the golf courses up there. I think it's called Black Diamond. I'm not sure, Chris, but I think that's the name of that up there, and there's actually a subdivision built around this golf course. It's supposed to be one of the best golf courses in the country in Citrus County. And they love it. And they go up there frequently. So there's a lot of reasons that we need to continue our expansion of our roadways. And I hear people say, oh, we have enough toll roads. We don't need any more. Let's preserve nature. That ain't true. We don't have enough roadway. The interstates are congested. 
there are delays when you want to get somewhere, especially during rush hour. We all know that. And anybody who's traveled down I-95 on the other side of the state really knows it. I mean, that traffic is bumper to bumper almost 24 hours a day. Unbelievable. So we do need this, and we do need to have rapid transportation and ease of access to the different parts of the state in order to share with the rest of the world the beauty that we have here and also to make a living off of catering to people who come here. Nothing wrong with that. Not a little itty-bitty thing wrong with that. That's a great thing. Well, some of the roads that the Florida Turnpike Enterprise uh, manages and maintains include, of course, the Florida Turnpike, the Homestead Extension, Sawgrass Parkway, Beachline Parkway, the Western Parkway, Suncoast Veterans in our area. I believe there's a, a Polk Parkway that's been built, an Alligator Alley. If anybody's traveled Florida, they know Alligator Alley, which is I-75, cutting from the west coast of Florida over to the east coast. I think it comes out around Fort Lauderdale somewhere. That's maintained by the Florida uh, Turnpike Enterprise. Beach Line, the Pinellas Bayway in our area, Sunshine Skyway Bridge, number of things. And as I said before, the Turnpike continues to seek new means of generating additional non-toll revenues, like sponsorship programs, advertisement. You can put this on the toll booths and the highway signages and the gantries. There's extra revenue. Also put up your your cell phone antennas. And you can have rest stops and lease out space to vendors who want to set up a restaurant, gas station. Yeah, I'll believe that too. These new roads will include all of these things and more. And we want tourism to continue. Almost 100 million people. Well, Chris was going to play some music. You got time for that, Chris? All right, go ahead and start it, and we'll just kind of we'll mumble our way out of here, bro. I love that song. Put it on. I'm gonna. You can put it down a little bit lower, and I'll keep chattering. But I love hearing that thing. All right, here we go. Rascal Flats, Rascal Flats, and they're playing. Your life is a highway. You're going my way. I want to rock with you all night long. So we got a hundred million people coming down here. Let's rock with them, baby. We're generating almost a billion a year in, in income from our toll roads, and it's just a wonderful thing. By the way, get this sun pass if you live down here or you're down here frequently uh, for long periods of time. That is the cheapest way to go, so get one of those sun passes. And if you're infrequently on the east, you can use the toll by plate, and you'll get a bill from the state uh, when you do ring up a charge. And rock with us, baby. So we're going to continue to build our roads, and we're going to push for the road through Citrus County because Dr. Bill needs that. He needs some cash, baby. He needs to get out of medicine and retire and just do radio for you guys all day and all night on the highway of life. And so push, push, push. Tell your legislators, tell the governor, tell the state house, tell your county and city jurisdictions what you want and need, and we'll get it for you. That's a wonderful thing. You know, you think about roads and you say, what's so great about roads? Rome couldn't have been built. Napoleon couldn't have conquered most of Europe. 
same way with Hitler. Well, that may not be such a good thing. I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. I'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. And what do you think about it, folks? Here it is. For your bidding pleasure, 100 is the bid to start. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.